You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. All right, all right. I love the, uh, the crowd here that we have in this upper left part of the auditorium theater. This is great. Hey, guys, how about that band? Huh? Hey, awesome. Yeah. And you guys sounded so wonderful listening to y'all uh, backstage. Seniors. If you guys are in here and you have not headed upstairs yet, you guys can go ahead and head up for the senior small group. Uh, Everybody else, we're really excited about what we're talking about tonight in here because we're going to have a lot of fun because we are in week two of Underrated. And I have a question for y'all as we get rolling. Do not shout out an answer yet. Hold on to it. Think about it. Process it. Let it marinate and simmer a little bit like you're cooking a steak, okay? Have you ever felt too young to do something before? Hold on. Don't shout it out, okay? Think about it. Have you ever felt like, I'm not old enough for this? Uh, I'm not ready for this. Nah, this is probably not the best idea. I don't know if I'm prepared. I don't know if I'm even allowed to do something like this right now. I'm not entirely sure. Don't shout it out, because hopefully it's legal, okay? I don't want to hear any illegal things in here. But hey, I want to tell y'all, um, when I was 13 years old, when I, th- old, when I was 13 years old, I went down to the beach, <laughs> Sydney, with, uh, I went down to the beach with my older brother, and we went down to North Myrtle Beach. I think we were going to Broadway at the beach one day or Alligator Venture, one of the two. We were having a lot of fun. And I don't really remember what happened on that trip. I just remember the drive back. See, we're, we're driving down Highway 17, and we're fighting traffic, like always, if you've ever been down to Myrtle Beach. And as we're coming back, my older brother, he takes a turn. And I'm like, where in the world are you going? I'm going off the main roads. I said, okay. Takes another turn. I'm starting to get a little worried. And he goes, another turn. And another one. All of a sudden, we end up in this neighborhood. I'm like, what are we doing in the neighborhood? I'm like, Tim, do we have, like, some, like, long-lost cousins? Or do you have, like, some girlfriend you're trying to chase down? Like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm confused. And Tim says, no, nah, just hold on a second. I got something for you. We pull into a cul-de-sac. Okay? And not, not one of these, like, newer cul-de-sacs. I'm talking, like, a cul-de-sac with, like, trees in the middle, grass around it. Right, and it's all like uh, closed in with a curb. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes, you guys have all seen that. Perfect. We pull in, and Tim pulls up right next to it, stops, puts a car in park, and turns it off. And I'm like, oh, shoot, he's going to make me walk home. (laughs) I really shouldn't have said something to him earlier about his, you know, girlfriend. But no, he didn't. He actually looked at me, and he said, hey, man, here are the keys. You're driving. And if y'all ever had one of those moments before in life, like where you want to be tough and you want to be strong, and I'm like, it's my older brother, I'm going to be macho in front of him. But all my emotions on the inside were like, ah! There is no way I can drive. My driving experience was Need for Speed and Mario Kart. Okay, that was it. I, I, I've never drove a car before. And my emotions are like going crazy up here, and my face is like between a smile and a frown. And I'm like... Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. And I'm like, I'm 13 years old at the time, so I was definitely probably going through puberty, just so you guys know that. So my voice definitely cracked at least three or four times. And Tim's like, all right, let's do this. And he gets out of the car walking around, and I'm like, oh, gosh, (laughs) I've really got to try and drive this car. So I get out, and I walk around, open the door. I immediately get in, yeah, Mario Kart, and I buckle my seatbelt. And he's like, okay. Are you going to drive? It's like, yeah, I'm just getting, I'm getting my mirrors situated here, over here, and up here, and checking this out. 
I take a deep breath. I'm like, <sighs> he's like, have you ever drove before? I said, no, I haven't, dude. Not at all. I'm too young to drive. He said, no, nah, you're not too young to drive. You got this. Y'all, I will tell you, I started the car, and that was probably the most successful thing that I did was starting it. Um, I did not wreck it, but I felt like I was steering like the Titanic, okay? If it's your first time ever driving, some of y'all have drove like in big parking lots, right, or like on a farm. I'm driving in a cul-de-sac, like I said, and it's a big circle, and I don't really, for some reason, I'm not really turning because on PlayStation, you didn't really have to turn it all the way. You know, like I was not turning the wheel that much, so I would turn it, and then I jerked this way, and then this way, and then this way, and this way, and then the gas for something was really hard for me because I was trying to go gas, but I didn't want to go too fast because I was in a residential neighborhood, you know, so I was going like maybe 20 miles per hour, then stop, then go, then stop. It was a total of probably 55 seconds of driving around this cul-de-sac. Like, I don't really remember what else happened. I kind of blacked out. I was terrified, and my brother was finally like, all right, stop, stop, stop. Dude, you really haven't drove before. I said, no, man, I'm too young. I can't drive. He's like, yeah you, yeah, you can't drive. That's very true. Still to this day, anytime I hang out with my older brother, Tim, and if I drive, I still get nervous for some reason. And that was like 17 years ago, and I'm still nervous. Like, man, I really hope I'm a good driver. He actually said to me one time, he said, do you remember that time that you almost killed us in the cul-de-sac? I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's funny. I, I forgot. No, I didn't. You know, the whole time I was trying to drive this car, one thing kept going through my head over and over and over again. Man, I'm 13. I'm too young. I can't drive this car. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have experience. I'm not ready for this. This is too much. It's not going to be a good experience. The whole time, I'm thinking, 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 thinking. And it was like in my mind, man, it ruined that drive for me. Now, if I would have been really positive, I would love to tell you that all of a sudden I could drive like Dale Earnhardt, but no, it, that wouldn't have worked well either. But y'all, my, my mindset, my attitude was completely wrong because I felt like I was just too young to drive. Hey, and if you're 13 out here, you are too young to drive, all right? Don't you dare go home. Oh, look at y'all. Don't you dare go home and be like, yeah, I'm going to go drive around a cul-de-sac. Please don't. Please not our cul-de-sac especially, okay? Uh, our little girls would not appreciate that. But... Y'all, the big thing for tonight that I want to challenge you guys with and talk with y'all about in week two of our underrated series, okay, we're talking about age, we're talking about middle school, we're talking about high school. If you're 13, if you are 16, if you are in sixth grade, if you're in 11th grade, wherever, wherever you are on the spectrum right now, I want to encourage y'all with one big thing. Your age, whatever it is for you, it should never, ever, 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 ever hold you back from your relationship with Jesus Christ. Again, your age, however old you are, should not either make or break your relationship with Jesus. Hey, you know, I love um, some, some of these seventh grade guys I hang out with. Uh, where's my seventh grade guys group at? Here they are, Kenneth and uh, Garrett's group. And I come and hang with you guys some and do zip line, and I didn't go, but I'm sure you guys had a blast. Y'all got so much energy and so much excitement and so much fun towards life, right? And a lot of times I think when we were in middle school, when I was in seventh grade, I didn't think I was really ready yet to follow Jesus. I looked like, man, seventh grade, okay, I can try, but I'll have a better idea when I'm in high school. And then high schoolers, we're my uh, junior guys, junior guys. I heard one bark over there. There we go. All right. Love it, Matt. When I was a, when I was a junior in high school, I was thinking, yeah, man, I guess I'm better than middle school, but... When I get to college, I'll have it all figured out. Then I'll really understand what it's like to really follow Jesus. Uh, where are my college leaders at in here? Yeah, 
silent in the back, a couple of them in the back corner. When I was in college, I remember the same thing. Man, you know what? When I, I'm, I'm going to finally have it figured out when I graduate college. I'll know exactly what it's like to follow Jesus. I'll be good. I'll have everything down to a science. Hey, and all of our other leaders in here, myself included. Yes, thank you, Lainey. I love you. Y'all, as parents, when you get married, when you get to a point where you have your own children and your own grandchildren and all this, full-time job, it doesn't matter. You're never going to get to a point where like, man, I had this whole Jesus thing figured out. Our small group last night was actually talking about this and what it's like to, to follow and be connected and, and be one with, with God and Jesus and how to have a better understanding. And seriously, we're still trying to figure this out for all of us. But the biggest thing I want you guys to know in middle school or if you're in college or if you are a leader, y'all, age should not determine, okay, your relationship with Jesus. And even better is this right here for you guys tonight. All right, right now, exactly where you are, however old you are, and exactly as you are. So with every garbage and troubles and problems and sin and things you're ashamed about, things from your past, things you shouldn't have done, things you wish you could forget about and never listen to again, drama from family, drama from parents, drama from school, because that final I got a 13 on, whatever it is for y'all, okay? Hey, I want you guys to know that right here, right now, exactly as you are and where you are, this is the best time to follow Jesus. And it's not just because it's 2019. It's because it's now. And we all have an equal and a fair opportunity to have a relationship with a God of the entire universe and creator of all. It's awesome. Y'all, but we can't let age hold us back. Hey, if you're here and you've never really experienced God or Jesus and you're here for the first time just hanging out, thank you for coming. This is great. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful time tonight. If you're here and... You know, you used to follow Jesus really, really close, and then you felt some distance, and then he kind of stopped answering our prayers. Isn't it funny when we get mad at God because he doesn't answer our prayers? I'm not following you anymore. Okay, well, yeah, it's really good for you, man. He's going to really be sorry. Uh, if you've stopped following him, it's a great time right now to start again. If you're here and if you follow Jesus, and like, I'm good. I come to Impact. I serve in Kids Summit, right? I, uh, I try and do my Bible app every day. Like, I'm really working hard at this. I'm, an adult. I'm praying with my kids. You know, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I feel like right now is a great place for me. Hey, I want to challenge us to say right now, there is no better time than now to get better as a follower of Jesus. Hey, uh, last week we talked about Paul, and Paul wrote a letter to this guy. You guys remember who it was? Oh, crickets. Timo. There you my man. He wrote a letter to Timothy. All right, he wrote uh, this book called First Timothy. It is Paul's letter to him. Hey, and Timothy was what we would, what they would consider in Ephesus. He was the leader of this church in a place called Ephesus, and he was considered a youth. What is a youth? Can somebody help me understand, like, what a, what a youth is? Yeah, what is it? A younger person. I like that. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great example. I heard over here, somebody said 1 to 12. Is that a youth? Mason. Way to go, man. 1 to 12. Well, Timothy was considered a youth, right? But unfortunately, he was not one and he was not 12. He was the leader of the church there. And back then in Greek culture, you were actually considered a youth up until the age of 30. Good job. It's really close. Hey, before y'all say something about that being old, you better slow down because you got a lot of leaders around you, okay? All right. 
Y'all, he was 30 years old, but he was considered to, to no longer be, uh, he wasn't old then, he was considered a youth. And he was considered young. And he was considered inexperienced. And his age was something that a lot of people had a problem with. In the church, they said, yeah, you know what, Timothy, you're talking, you got all these ideas, this is great, but you don't really have a lot of experience, man. You don't really know what you're talking about. I, I feel like we know more because we're wiser, we're older, we might have a little bit more gray hair, we might have a little bit less hair, you know, like, we're just a lot smarter than you. So we're not really going to believe what you say as much. So how do you think Timothy felt? Horrible, sad, discouraged, uh, he got to a point where he didn't really know what to do because his church, the people he was talking to, they weren't really following him, respecting him because he was so young. So Paul writes him a letter to encourage him. And check this out. We're going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. This is in the New Living Translation, if you want to follow along on the Bible app. Paul says this, Timothy, here's the deal. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Look, Timmy, I know a lot of people don't believe in you. They're not going to give you a chance. Don't let that slow you down. You got to be an example to them. Don't let anybody think less of who you are. Middle school, high school, hey, it's going to ring true for y'all as well. Uh, but let, let's keep going. I'm actually going to flip it to the message translation. The message is, a, is a, another translation of the Bible. It's really like in your face. Like, yeah, take that, right? And this is what Paul tells Timothy through the message translation. He says, all right, Timothy, here's the deal. Get the word out. Teach all these things. And don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Teach believers with your life. By word, by demeanor, your attitude, right? By love, by faith, by integrity. Start at your post reading scripture, giving counsel, and teaching. Hey, we underline this right here because I think this is so big and this is such a huge thing for all of us to grasp regardless of how old we are. We need to teach believers with our lives. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what your age is. Hold on with the age for a second. Guys, our life is so much greater and that's such a better example than anything of when it comes to a number next to your name. Uh, and one more part for the verse we're going to jump to. This is how Timothy says to do it. Timothy says to do this. Timothy, you need to cultivate these things, Paul says. In other words, plant these things. Focus on these things. Try these things. Immerse yourself in them. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Hey, what kind of things are he talking about? He's actually talking about, if we go back to that last verse, can we go back to that other verse? Yes. Talking about your words, right? What you say, how you treat people Talking about your demeanor, your demeanor is your attitude. Talking about your love, how you really interact with others. Talking about your faith in God. That's so much greater than the fact that you might just be in ninth grade. And also your integrity. Y'all, integrity is something that I, I just feel like we've lost it. Uh, I know I have times in my life where there are lapses in judgment and integrity, and that's something that is so, so, so hard to gain. Paul's saying, Timothy, if you want to be a leader in the church, and if you want to be a great follower of Jesus, if you want to be a better follower of Jesus— it's so important to hold on to these little things. Uh, and then he also talked about scripture, giving counsel, and teaching. Hey, and I just want to challenge us real quick in here. When it comes to our age, when we follow Jesus, I don't know if you guys have ever met somebody. Um, 
who might be a little bit older. It might be one of your parents. You know, I was really fortunate that my parents always modeled this to me, reading the Bible. And you just assume when you get old, like you, you know everything in the Bible. Hey, y'all do, a, do me a favor. Do not ever ask somebody who's old, like, hey, man, yeah, can you, can you go ahead and just tell me everything about the Bible? Can, can you just let me know, like, what, what, what I need to do in this situation? Because as leaders, one of the best things we can ever tell somebody is actually, hey, I don't really have the best answer for you with that. Wisdom is so important, but y'all, age is something that we're going to really, really try and tackle here. And y'all, big idea to walk away with is this. Do not underrate yourself due to your age. I feel like Paul would really tell Timothy, hey, look, whatever you do, don't count yourself out. Don't look past yourself because you're just a junior, right? Don't look past yourself just because you're in college and you're trying to figure out your future. Don't look past what God might be trying to do in your seventh grade year in middle school. Don't look past that right now. Another way he could break it down is like this. Don't let your age determine your relationship with Jesus. There's one thing in my opinion, right, and, and I want you guys to talk in your groups about this. I think one of the greatest things in your relationship with Jesus, it's gotta be devotions. You gotta get in the word, you gotta read. It's gotta be your prayer life. It's gotta be your small group and your time with others. But I think the one thing that we all have a great grasp on and we can all control, it's not our age, it's this. It's our attitudes. It's our mindsets. And I want to challenge y'all as we get ready to go to small group to do this. Man, let your attitude, more than your age, more than what everybody else might say about you, more than what everybody else might think about you, let that determine your relationship with Jesus. Uh, Whitney and I, we have uh, Iris, who is two, and Everly, who is six months. And before we get to this picture, uh, Iris just turned two, like two weeks ago, I think it was. Whitney's not in here, so she can't tell me I'm wrong. So yeah, I think it was like, you know, a week and a half ago. And something that's been really cool with Iris is we've been trying to work with her, right, and teach her how to pray, how to have a conversation with God. I know she's really, really young. I know that she probably doesn't really know what she's doing, but we're working with her in that. And one of the coolest things we've noticed is that whenever we get time with Iris to pray before food or in the morning, she'll grab our hand, and she bows her little head and she'll say uh, exactly what Whitney says to her, because Whitney is a much better prayer than I am. And we got a picture of it here for you guys to check this out. She really squints her eyes really hard. And it's so funny, because Whitney will say, Jesus, and Iris will say, Ditas. <laughs> we're gonna say, thank you. She said, thank you. And then Whitney will say, we love you. And she goes, love you. Amen. Amen. And she's stuffing her face like immediately as soon as the food is over. And it's the funniest thing ever because like I love it when she peeks around and she tries so hard. And like to Iris, you know, she's only two. So her age is something that easily, yeah, that could, that could easily determine what she's, uh, what she's all about there. And does she know what she's doing? Well, we're working with her in that. But the coolest thing is not necessarily the fact that, oh, she's a two-year-old and she's praying. The real cool thing about our little girl is that she loves doing it. Her attitude towards it is just crazy. Anytime she sees us praying, if we don't allow her in a prayer, y'all, she gets a little bit aggressive. And she'll come up and start pulling on us or, or yanking, dad, 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 And we hold her hand and she does this. And every time, like, I just love how she always peeks around to see what everybody else is doing, y'all. And it's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Iris doesn't know a lot of verses from the Bible yet. Not at all. To be honest with you, we don't even really read a lot of scripture to her every single night. I know some parents do that. We're, 
We're not there yet. The biggest thing that we're working with Iris on is her attitude towards Jesus. And knowing that Jesus is there, regardless of how old she is, she sees him in these books and she doesn't understand how he's in the books, but he's also here. We're, we're working on that too. But she knows that there's a Jesus, there's a God in heaven that loves her, that wants a relationship with her, and man, that she can talk to at any time through prayer. Y'all, I wanna challenge y'all this week. When it comes to prayer, I'm not asking you to pray in front of your whole small group tonight. If you want to, you, you absolutely can. What I'm asking you to do is whenever you go home and you get ready to close your eyes and go to sleep, I want you guys to say a, a six or a seven word prayer, whatever it is on your heart. You don't have to call him Jesus, you can call him Jesus, okay? And just talk about what's real in your heart. Because the coolest thing is, y'all, is that he will be so proud of you for reaching out to him. High schoolers might be like, yeah, I don't know. I, that, that, that's so childish. I've, I've tried some of those things before. Yeah, that's right. It, it might seem childish. But y'all, the attitude that you have towards your father in heaven, when you switch that, instead of just saying, nah, I'm already expecting everything, and you come to him in an attitude of humbleness and obedience and saying, I just want to come closer to you, man, he will bless it. And it'll be an awesome, awesome thing. So y'all, age this week. Don't let it slow you down. When you feel like you're too young, you're too experienced, you can't have a relationship with God, with Jesus yet, no. You can have just as good a relationship with Jesus as Iris, as your small group leader, as anybody here in this church. And we would love to help y'all with that as much as possible. Because none of us are underrated in the eyes of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for all of our middle school students, our high school students, our leaders. Thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives. Father, I pray that... Um, we can focus on our attitudes more than anything else, that we can have hearts that are open to you, that are open to loving others, God, that are open to trying to reach out and talk to you through prayer and trying to reach out and, and get into your word through the Bible app or through a plan or through a devotion that we even have in the lobby right now. God, I just pray that as students that we can be brave, that we can have courage, and that we know that it's not about us being too young to have a relationship with you. Right now is the best possible time for that. Please use us, Father. Help us with that. And I pray for these conversations in small group to go great as we focus on our attitudes more than anything else in our relationship with you. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.